Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Nothing is outside God's control. It's so critical that you and I always remember that. If God allows it, no matter how horrible, He intends to use it for good. The Bible and and modern history are both filled with examples of men and women suffering because of their faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, we're reading about it all the time right now. On the internet and news, you know, the, the things that are happening all over the world. In the middle of hard circumstances, it's hard to see God's hand at work. Yet, as Pastor Robert points out in today's message, most of us can look back over our lives and see the way God has transformed hardship into blessing over and over again. He is a good father, and he will provide for and protect his children. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Revelation chapter 1, verse 9, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a loud voice. I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. Now, we're going to stop there as John continues this opening introduction in his letter to the churches of of Asia Minor, Western Turkey today, um, John presents himself here as their brother and co-sufferer. It's interesting, you know, the way he expresses to them that he understood that, that they too were experiencing, undergoing persecution under the Roman Emperor Domitian. And, and the way he worded it impressed me because he He's telling them, in effect, that you know, even as he was going through the persecution, even as he was experiencing you know, this 
exile, and tradition tells us that the emperor first ordered him to be boiled in oil, but he didn't die, so then he exiled him. Even as he was going through that, basically what he says is he remained full of hope as one, and I personally read into it here a little bit, and this is just me talking. He, he communicates that he sees himself as subject to the rule and reign of Christ. So I'm being persecuted by our earthly ruler, but I'm looking to the greater king, and I'm full of hope as I do that. That's kind of what he's saying here. And he, he recognized that his suffering intended for evil by the enemies of Christ were actually part of God's plan. That's so important. Nothing is outside God's control. It's so critical that you and I always remember that. If God allows it, no matter how horrible, he intends to use it for good. The Bible and, and modern history are both filled with examples of men and women suffering because of their faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, we're reading about it all the time right now on the internet and news, you know, the, the things that are happening all over the world. Just this week, Turkey, which recently hasn't been that bad, but they, they put a Christian pastor, an, an American missionary pastor who has lived most of his adult life and, and, and served in Turkey, but they've put him in prison. And uh, it's, it's not really looking real great. You know, I mean, he's in, he's in danger. They, and, and what is it that enables a person to stand strong and stay faithful when they're being tortured, when they're facing death? And, and even worse, in my thinking, when they're facing the torture possible death of people they love the most. You know, this pastor's wife. How does she hold on? To paraphrase Tozer, if all you have in that moment of decision is an intellectual belief system which is built on your human reasoning and logic, you're probably going to lose your faith in the midst of that kind of tragedy and trial. But if you've experienced God, if you've met the risen Savior, if you've heard his voice with the ears of your spirit and you've seen him at work with the eyes of your soul, well, then nothing will be able to move you. In verse 10, John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, what you see write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. And, and then in verse 19, he's told, write the things which you've seen and the things which are, the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. The seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. So, so it, there at the end of that, John is basically given his outline. I referred to it you know, a couple of weeks ago. He's given his outline. Here's what I want you to write. And he's given a key to understanding the meaning of this vision of stars and lampstands. He says the stars are the, the angels of the churches. 
The messengers is literally what it means. That quite possibly the pastors of those churches. Sometimes I think we, we look at these things and there's argument about it. There's just maybe arguments too strong a word, but discussion about which is it? Well, it could be both. Could be both. Personally, I'm convinced I have an angel. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, I've never seen an angel. I don't feel like I have authority over that angel, but I believe God has assigned to me an angel. He's given me the responsibility to serve you as the pastor of this church, to be the messenger to the best of my ability, presenting to you from the word what I believe God would say to us as a family. Everybody following me? And I believe there's an I believe there's angelic involvement with that. So maybe it's both. That's my point. Maybe it's both. Maybe this is a message, because I'm thinking, if, I be, if I'm John, I'm like, how am I going to deliver a letter to an angel? Do you understand what I'm saying? I think, I think God delivered the message to the angel. I think John was supposed to give it to the pastor. I think this was a physical letter. Well, we know it was, because we have it, a physical letter written to a pastor. But notice, more importantly, where the pastor, where the messenger, where the stars are being held. The right hand of Jesus himself. I love that. I love that. Because if, if I'm right about this, that means he holds me in his right hand. And he says the, the lamp stands, and, and this is going to become important later as we keep going through the book. The lamp stands represent the church. So here we have, we're, we're clearly taught that, okay, there are symbols involved here. Yes, this, there's symbolism, Right? The stars, the lampstands, they actually represent, you know, the, the angel, probably the pastor, as well as the lampstand actually represents the church. He's going to give us more detail about why that's significant later on. But, but going back to verse 10, he says, John says he was in the spirit. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means he was praying. Oh, it's more than that. It can't, this guy can't be that simple. But it is that simple. It is that simple. He was in the Spirit. He was praying. Listen, most Christians today never experience what John refers to here because most Christians never move beyond what I'll call the outer courts of God's presence. Myself included. I've been convicted here lately that, you know, it's easy to just go through the motions in prayer. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor Robert's teaching in the book of Revelation. We hope you've been encouraged by what you heard. If you'd like to listen again to today's message or find more from this study through the final book of the Bible, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Podcast. If you'd like to receive each new edition of Main Thing Radio as soon as it's made available, be sure to subscribe while you're there. This program is a ministry of Pastor Robert Fountain and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. If you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County, we'd love to meet you. Come by Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services and join us especially Sunday evenings at 7.30 as we dive into the treasures of the Old Testament. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. We believe strongly in the power of prayer and we want you to know that we are often lifting our listeners up to the Lord. 
Would you do the same for us? Main Thing Radio is in existence due to God's provision and prodding, and we want to make sure we remain focused on Him as we bring His Word to you. Thanks for praying for us, and thanks for listening today. Pastor Robert will return soon for another edition of Main Thing Radio.